welcome back to Not Your Mama's MLM Podcast. I am your host, Leah Moore, and I am here to raise that new tribe of MLM unicorns because they are on the move. Um, so I'm really excited about today's topic so much that I started this broadcast prior to me actually hitting the live button and had to start all over again. So it's okay because it's always good to um, be able to start over, you know, and being able to show that you're not perfect because I'm far from perfect. I just do my very best to pretend as though I am and have most of my life. But that is a story for another day. I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about how I got to where I am now. You know, I talked about my story in MLM and how it has evolved over the last four years yesterday in yesterday's podcast and a previous podcast. Uh, but I really wanted to, to kind of touch on how I got more to the space that I'm in and the mindset that I am in because things have changed and yet the industry hasn't. As I mentioned before, this time around, this my rodeo that I'm going on right now um, is not new. I've been in the MLM space well over 10 years, personally myself, in and out of companies, anything from health and wellness to fitness to supplements to um, self-care to makeup to oh uh, essential oils. So I've done a lot of different things, a lot of different products, a lot of different industries that I've been in. I love to learn things. So that's one of the benefits. And that's probably one of the reasons why I've stayed in this industry so long is because there's always something new to learn. When you go to school to become an IT uh, coordinator, an information technology technician like I am, there isn't really much to learn. I mean, yes, you're learning little things, new things change, but the foundation of how things work stays the same. You plug this in here, you move this over there, you you know, type in this number here, you type in that number there, everything works, right? It doesn't change as much. There's not as much consistent learning. So I think that's one of the reasons why I've stayed in this industry. But it's not a new industry to me. I've never been afraid of the industry. In fact, one of the reasons why I'm not afraid is because I live in Michigan. I'm born and raised here in Michigan, and I'm not too far away from the headquarters of one of the major companies that's been around for well over, I think, 50 or 60 years now. And, you know, it's like, oh my God, <laughs> seriously? Uh, my dad actually was a part of that company. He wrote my mom into being a part of the company as well. And so I have, I kind of grew up in the MLM network marketing space. So I have a story. I, obviously I have a story of what my dad did. And my dad, um, just so you kind of have a, an idea of who my dad is, my dad never graduated from high school. He, both of his parents were dead by the time he was in his 20s. Um, his mom died very early on and his dad was not really a supportive kind of individual. This was back in the day when dads really weren't supportive. My dad um, actually was in a foster home with some of his siblings for a while and his elder sisters who were from his mother's first marriage actually came to retrieve him from, you know, being in the foster home for a period. Um, and then when he got old enough, he's actually from the South. He moved up here to Michigan and was living with my uncles and, and things along that line. But anyway, uh, my dad gravitated to the industry. He gravitated to the, the dream that is sold right? We're all sold the dream of freedom, of finances, of things that we could never imagine. And actually being someone of color and from the South, those are obviously going to be very, very attractive things because there aren't the opportunities that are 
normally available to somebody who doesn't have a college education, who never graduated from high school, who has an incredible work work ethic, and uh, according to my mom, could sell ice to an Eskimo. So my dad actually did very, very well in MLM, in network marketing with his company. He was able to uh, actually he was able to sell the product like there was no tomorrow. He was able to sell things. He was able to get people to meetings. He was pushy without being pushy. He has, my dad has this swagger about him that, you know, it's, it's, it's that Southern thing. Like he has that swagger that kind of that Southern charm, um, that African-American man charm sometimes that gets people to do things that they necessarily wouldn't always do. And in doing that, he, he learned how to really leverage those things in his sales, and he did very well at that. However, at the same time that he did very well at that, he overbought very much. He, you know, obviously he was always trying to rank. He was always trying to achieve that next level because that's what we're sold. That's what we're taught to do. And so that meant our family ended up with a plethora of extra products at the end of every month. Sometimes we had more product than we needed of everything that they potentially sold or, um, you know, whatever. So needless to say, <laughs> uh, my mom, <clears throat> my mom, uh, was also a part of the company because she was a supportive wife. And they, we, I can remember my brother and I going at, to a hotel meeting and being in the pool while my parents were in the meeting like we were able to kind of sneak into the pool even though you know it's not really what you're supposed to do but i can remember them attending conventions because again the the basis for the company was right here in michigan so it's very easy to be a part of those things but my dad ultimately ended up bankrupting our family and put us in some very hard financial situations because he had leveraged all of the income that he had in trying to build his dream he had an incredible work ethic. He had an incredible drive. He had an incredible why. He had an incredible desire and a passion and, you know, burning need to, to supply for his family, to give to his family, to, to create a life for both of his children and his wife that he never could have had or even imagined. Um, and never would have even thought was possible or fathomable for him because he simply didn't have the education that we today would take, we take for granted, honestly. Um, so, you know, really when people hear my story, when I tell them the fact that I, I work in MLM and I, I'm very passionate about this industry and I continue to do what I can to move this industry forward and into the next decade, this new decade that we're in, um, they, they do tend to look at me like I'm crazy because if they hear the backstory, they hear where my family came from, the fact that how how devastating this was for my family, the fact that we actually lost our house and we ended up having to do a short sale on the house to be able to be uh, able to maintain it. Um, and then also the, a lot of this stuff kind of came later in my life. And so we also had some other complications with my mom's parents and, and having to split the family into two sides of the state so that we could ma manage everything. Um, but when people hear that part of the story, you know, you would honestly think, God, why is she a part of this? Why does she believe in this industry so much that created such destruction in her family, that created such devastation in her family? Um, and why is she so passionate about leveraging it and, and continuing this journey? And so 
that's one of the things I wanted to kind of talk about today. I mean, I told you a little bit, um, I have my notes down here. I told you a little bit about my dad's story, but part of my dad's story is that he didn't have support. He didn't know any better. You know, he had an incredible work ethic, which a lot of us do in this industry. We, we buy into that desire. We buy into that dream, that dreaming bigger, that idea that we can have more than we ever imagined. And yet he didn't have the support to actually help get him there. Now, everybody knows there are many different issues with the, you know, with Amway and, and some of the things that they did back in the 80s and, and the, the reason why the DSA was created and the reason why things are regulated a little bit more than they were back, they, are, they were back then. But the point is, is that he didn't have that support. You know, and honestly, I, I'm, I'm convinced that this is actually something that still happens. This is still something that's going on in our industry. We are given one strategy to work with. And when that strategy starts working, stops working, that's when people stop actually tuning in. They stop showing up for events. They stop um, actually showing up for their, their dream. They stop showing up for themselves because they're only given one way. And it's not to say that that way doesn't work, but it doesn't necessarily work for everyone. And especially because of the things in our lives that have changed so much these days, the, the internet, it's here, it's not going away, but learning how to use it properly is not something that's really being taught. We're being taught um, how to put lipstick on a pig is the way I always say it. It's trying to take the techniques that were, that were working on a one-on-one -on -one basis, that are working in um, that, old 80s methodology of how to sell your friends and family and the three foot rule and we're applying those in a digital space but they just don't work the way that people shop the way that people investigate the way that people invest in themselves has changed thanks to amazon amazon has changed the way that we shop forever and yet the mlm space isn't adapting well in a way they have yes the back end, so the, the, the service provider, the actual um, companies themselves have leveraged the idea of the internet because they have given you websites to be able to use. They've given you um, easier ways to do payments. They've given you better, either easier ways for them to track sales, but it hasn't made it any easier for those sales to be made in terms of getting in front of people being the sales force that actually is creating those things. It allows us to not have to, I mean, I can remember even from one of my first companies having to host parties and then writing all the orders down and, and then inputting all those orders in at the end of the night, but you still had to have those papers in order to turn them in. You couldn't just put the order in and, and have it shipped. So yes, the internet has been leveraged by the company, but they're not teaching the individuals how to leverage the internet. And that brings up another story that I have in terms of changing the vehicle. So sometimes we think about changing the vehicle as, as, as literally changing everything that we do. And as I've told you, I've been a an MLM party hopper for many, many years. I have, I think I'm on my 10th company at this point in time. Um, and I've been in many different industries. And a lot of times that is where we think about changing our vehicle. Well, I want to be in the MLM space, but I'll just change my vehicle. What I'll do is I'll just change the company. And then you get re-engaged in the company. You are learning new stuff. You get to grow new things. You get new things to tell people. It gets exciting again. But the thing is, is sometimes we have to think about that differently. So back when I was in college, um, I was 
uh, I am an actor. I still am an actor to this day. I will never not be an actor. And my senior year, I was doing a musical. It was the very last musical of the year, and it was called Runaways. And Runaways is a musical about kids from on the streets of New York. And so you have a mixed variety of ethnicities and genders and all of these kinds of things. Very, very cool musical. And my particular character, based on my appearance, of course, was Puerto Rican. And she spoke in English, which is really, no, wait. She sung in English, but she spoke in Spanish. So one of my very first scenes was the fact that I had to come on yelling at my boyfriend in Spanish you know, just these derogatory, negative, like, in other words, you know that they're having a, a heated conversation. So to be able to speak slowly was not an option. <laughs> you had to, if you're going to sell this, you got to sell this. And if you're passionate, you got to be passionate. And I don't know any Puerto Ricans who are not passionate. So therefore I have to be passionate and I have to be loud and I have to be vocal and I have to speak a language that I do not understand, nor do I speak. Now, granted, leading up to this, I had worked with a tutor to learn the language, to learn the, the, the cadences, to learn the lingo, and, and really, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> try to figure out, you know, this role ahead of time, because it was something I was very passionate about. I really wanted it. I knew it was my role, and, and ultimately it was, but I had to figure out how to do this monologue, essentially in a foreign language and every night I would sit down and I would, you know, I'd go through the words and then I would read them out loud to myself and then I would go through the words again and I would go through them and I would, and I would close my mind and I would just say as many as I could and I would always trip up. I was always tripping up over my words and it was never um, exactly what I needed until one day I was actually in my car driving home and a song by Limp Biscuit came on. Um, I cannot think of the name of the song at the moment, but for some reason I was going through my lines in my head and this song came on the radio and all of a sudden I started clipping along and I found my rhythm to this song and all of a sudden I was spitting fire <laughs> to this Limp Biscuit song and it made no sense at all. They don't go together, but I changed. It wasn't the way I was doing it. It wasn't what I was doing that I was doing, but the way I was doing it that had to change in order for everything to finally click. And I promise you that this relates back to MLM and I'm going to go right there right now because exactly that's it. It's not always what you're doing, but how you are doing it that needs to change. And that is the whole premises of not your mama's MLM. It is not about the MLM itself. It's not about the company that you're a part of. If, if you are passionate about your company, if you love your company, then absolutely you need to stick with it. But you need to find a better way of doing things. It's the how you're doing things, not the what you're doing. Now, if you're not passionate about what you're doing and, and you're looking for something new, then by all means, reach out to me. I'd be happy to chat with you and see if we have a good fit for you. But that's not what this is for. This is not a pitch fest. This is a teaching and opportunity to help you to understand it's not what you're doing sometimes. Sometimes it is. Sometimes it is the actual vehicle that you're in. Sometimes it's how you're driving the vehicle. Just like, you know, we have coming up in the near future, we have self-driving cars. They are on the roads here in Michigan. We have some self-driving cars. There are some areas that actually have them. So eventually it's not going to be the car that you're driving, but how is the car being driven? 
are you the one driving the car or is the car being driven, right? So what I'm doing and what this podcast and this whole journey is for is teaching the, the, the techniques, the strategies, the sales marketing, all of those things that we are doing that are changing the industry, that are progressing the industry, that are pulling, literally pulling the MLM and the network marketing industry into the 21st century, into the new decade of the 21st century, into 2020. And I encourage you to uh, join me along this journey and to continue to, um, to learn from this. And if you are getting value from this, you know, I, I really love hearing from you all. I've been doing this podcast for just a little under six months, a little over six months now. And, you know, I do, there's a website you can actually head out to, Not Your Mama's MLM on FM, um, at Anchor FM, and you can actually ask questions. So if you have questions, I would love to hear from you. You can actually put a voice message in there and you can send it directly to me and I can actually answer it here on the broadcast. Uh, in addition to that, you know, there's so many things and so many topics to cover. I would love to hear more from you and here if you're getting value out of the things that I'm sharing. And if you are, please share those with your team. Please share those with people that you feel are skeptics of this industry who don't understand because they only know the 80s method and how that has translated and how it has become part of what's going on now. And, you know, I'm so excited to be sharing with you guys the fact that I, everybody is not my customer and I'm not looking for everybody to be my customer. I'm not looking for everyone to be my, part of my team. I don't like the friends and family method. I don't bug my friends and family anymore. And I refuse to bug my friends and family when it comes to my products or my services. If they reach out to me, I'm happy to share what I have but it is not for me to reach out to them for many reasons, but that is another podcast altogether. Don't forget that on Monday, we start the new challenge of 2020, the first challenge of 2020 for the uh, Insta Boss Babes. And it is going to be the uh, Insta, oh wow, Insta Cash Injection Challenge. So getting your Insta Boss Cash Injection Challenge is what it's called. And we're gonna get you uh, really ramping up and amping up your Instagram getting things on point and figuring out how to create your marketing in a way that is authentic to you, that doesn't feel like you're being salesy and really being able to draw people to you, uh, the right people to you, not the and repel the wrong people essentially. So if they're not the right people, they're not gonna be a part of your circle and that is absolutely fine. Learn how to repel people as much as you learn to draw people to you and you will be amazing. If you are interested in that, you can head over to leahmore.com forward slash Instagram uh, ooh, I think I need to, I will drop that in the comments because I realize that I do not have that one memorized yet. And I probably should write it down since it is starting on Monday. It is cost. It's a five day challenge. It costs less than a coffee a day, especially if you are a Starbucks drinker. Um, I should say a latte a day, especially if you're a venti latte drinker. So go ahead and take a look and um, let me know if it's something that you're interested in. I would love to have you be a part of our InstaBoss Challenge for the month of, what is this? The month of January. I cannot believe it's January already. All right, boss. Mwah. I will talk to you soon. Bye, baby.